physical training, self-defense training, firearms training, situational awareness, and the warrior mindset. Welcome to the Condition One Podcast. This is a podcast. This world podcast. Welcome to the Condition One Podcast. This is a podcast where we'll be talking about being ready. We'll also be speaking to victim survivors of physical encounters, how they dealt with the aftermath physically, mentally, and spiritually. All right, and welcome to the Condition One Podcast with John Riddle. I'm your host, John Riddle. Condition One Podcast is brought to you by CTG Supplies and Defense and Aviation Industries with critical parts and material designed to keep fleets and systems operational, ready, and safe. Crestwood Technology Group is CTG. Check out, check them out now on ctgnow.com. And today on the podcast, I have Diego Devera from the Knockout Zone in Miami. Diego's background is a very combative background, uh, born and raised for the most part in Ar- Buenos Aires, Argentina. Uh, during that time, uh, he took up Taekwondo at the age of 12, worked his way up through the ranks, got into competitions, reached his black belt potential, and then he moved into more of a full contact Muay Thai type kickboxing uh, arena where he started to compete. And after six years of training, received your black belt in Muay Thai, correct? The black belt is in, in Muay Thai, they don't have belts. Okay, okay. They have kind of, of rank, but they don't have belts. Okay. The one that I had, it was like a seven, eight years of the kickboxing, the Japanese style. So the WACO, the World Association of Karate Kickboxing Organization, they have a system that they graduate the instructors mm-hmm. and you become a black belt, not to have a ranking. And they have a program. They have it here in USA too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I continue doing my belts here. The last one with the last three ones, for my fourth and fifth degree with with Shonan, with the Shihan Shonan Nunez in New York, that he's from the times of the full contact kickboxing fighters, right. uh, Ben Urquides, uh, uh, Bill Wallace, all that, all that time, all those, all those good times of kickboxing and mm-hmm. full contact, right? Okay. So that's when it comes the, the that black belt because people say no, there is no black belt in kickboxing, there is no black in Muay Thai, there is no black belt, definitely. Mm-hmm. But you know, it can be with a program with a, that you practice your style and you become an instructor with certification. That's the that's the point. Perfect, perfect. <laughs> but at the end of the day, the, you know that that belt. I mean, the black belt are, are for the belt are for keep your pants in position, uh, ex- right? <laughs> exactly. That's it. That is it. Okay. Yeah. So, what I want to start off with is, um, and, and you're a champion fighter out of Argentina, also. Can you expand on that for me a little bit? Yeah, I. I yeah, I studied Taekwondo when I was 12, a little bit earlier, nine, and I did all my thing. Taekwondo ITF, that is the original one, not the one that you see in the Olympics. The Olympic is considered a sport because it's in the Olympics. Yes. The original Taekwondo is the ITF, the International Taekwondo Federation. It's like a full contact. With the, they, we use the hands. Mm-hmm. Usually the one you see in the Olympics, they use only, they only, only the kick, 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 right. and no hands, and kick very light to the point. This is full contact, continue fighting. Mm-hmm. So we can 
eh, South American Champion, Pan American Champion, World Champion three times, eh, and I like boxing, I love boxing, so I started doing boxing too. Okay. And because I was good in, I became world champion in taekwondo because I was good in boxing. Okay. Because that I am sense. kind of small and, and kind of small and heavy, so always my category was I was 54 kilograms, like 125 pounds, mm -hmm. and. I I was all be super, I always be super heavy, so I went to the next division. So the people it was taller. So I have to use to win my boxing skills sometimes. Right, gotcha. And sometimes I went too hard with the hooks when the things are complicated. Mm -hmm. I, I get disqualified. So yeah. Wow. I, 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 I want to go hard, so I start doing boxing. So I did like uh, some amateurs and pro fighting boxing, but I like to kick too. So that's why I start with full contact and kickboxing. And because I have the hands from boxing and the legs from taekwondo, I become Argentinian champion in kickboxing, South American champion in full contact and kickboxing, and after that world champion in kickboxing, but for the ISCA and WACO. Uh, and in 2001, I was an Pan American champion in Muay Thai, South American champion in Muay Thai. Wow. And in 2001, when the economy collapsed in Argentina, I was, I was ready to go to fight in Italy for the WBC uh, Muay Thai title in Italy, mm -hmm. but the economy, the economy collapsed in Argentina and the company that I used to work told me, hey, do you want to go to try in the United States? Do you want to go work, do you want to go to work over there with your beast? I said, yeah, mm -hmm. I don't do you, that, that is an opportunity that you have only once in your life. Yes. Okay. So I said, yeah, and I came here in 2002. I was here. Okay. Well, what was it like growing up in Argentina? Beautiful. All times were great. Now it's a disaster because all the socialist mentality, like Venezuela, Cuba, mm -hmm. is like a cancer that is expanding everywhere, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, and Argentina is a beautiful country, huge. I think it's the fourth or fifth in extension in the, uh, in the world. You know, it's Brazil, USA, Australia, Canada, and mm -hmm. Argentina. It's huge. We have from south close to the Antarctica to close to Brazil. So we have all the weathers from snow, mountains to desert to and beach. It's great. The people is great, but you know, the problem is the politicians. Yeah. That's so yeah. it's super sad. It's super sad how they destroy everything. Because like Venezuela, we are a country that we have everything. We have agriculture, we have all we can get whatever you want from the land. We have sea, we have fish, we have everything, but we are struggling. Hmm. That's People a shame. is dying. 80% of the population is poor. Yeah. It's incredible, you know? Yeah. But uh, growing over there was great. Good thing about Argentina is, is similar to Miami because, for example, after this, the World War II, all the Europe immigration went, most of everybody went to Argentina. So my mom is Greek, my dad is from Canarian Island. And the neighborhood that I used to be, the name is Pompeia, Pompeii, like Italy. Mm -hmm. It was full of Italians, and there was the, the it was a, a Jewish church, and there was the Arabic people in this block. And Christmas, New Year, we got all everybody in the street, everybody with their food in the street, putting big tables and eating all together. There's no was the Jewish, the black, the Chinese. No, we were all together. And we grew up like that. So that's that was great. That's great. That's a, it's, a, it's a great way to, to grow, you know? Sure, sure. So, Absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm, 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 I grew up in a, in a great place with great people. 
How, how about um, with your martial arts training at, at, at a young age and you're making your way up through the ranks, amateur, you're competing a lot, you turn pro, you fight some pro fights. How did that mold you at the young age for where you are today? That's a, a, I always tell the people that even if you're the kids who play soccer, football, or whatever, it is great to put them in some kind of martial arts for the, the discipline that they teach you, you know? Uh, for example, in Taekwondo, before the class, at the beginning of the class, when we uh, go to the instructor, and at the end of the class, we all line up and we repeat. Right. Perseverance, self-control, indomitable spirit, uh, and some of the fundamentals of Taekwondo. Mm -hmm. uh, so what happened? That little seed on your head, perseverance, self-control, right. indomitable spirit, respect, and all that stuff, you grow with those. Sure. Absolutely. on your head. Yep. So that's that's something that uh, it helps you a lot. So uh, in my own age, when you see behind me all the guitars. Yes. Yeah. I am a musician too, so I start playing mm -hmm. guitar at five years old. Wow. Okay. And I am a, I am a, I, am a, I was touring around the world playing with big bands. I opened for Ozzy Osbourne in Argentina. I did good. My life was super good. <laughs> so, but the martial arts and the music give you that. You have to do something. You have to play and scale and practice, 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 and you get it. The same with the martial arts. Right. You don't you kick once, the psyche, that's what you do it, you do it, you do it a thousand, a million times until you get it. Mm -hmm. So when you grow up, you put all that things in everything that you do in your life. Mm -hmm. When I opened my gym almost 17, 16 years ago, it was super hard. You know, no one gave me money. Mm -hmm. And it's, there was time that I was eating with my kids at home, rice and eggs. We didn't have money, but we keep going, 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 going. That perseverance thing, that seed that you have in your head. Mm -hmm. And that thing for the martial arts, you know, and make you do it like that. Perfect, perfect. So with that said, what is your approach what is your approach to training newer students? Somebody brand new walks. I walk into your gym. I'm brand new. I know nothing. Right. I come in. Where where do you start with a person that's the, the, that way? Especially today with the way right. the world is, people are in fear of things going on. Uh, they're, I'm sure they're right. coming to you because, hey, man, something's either happened to me or I'm afraid something's going to happen to me. How do you deal with that type of that person? You know how it is, Sean. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a way of living, right? A lifestyle. You start with the martial arts. When that dog bites you, you know you want to keep going and going and learning and learning. But the most, the, the thing that I try to do with my people, and in my gym and, and talk with my trainers all the time, is that something pretty much the same that the thing that we were talking before about how lucky we are when the people come to us. Mm -hmm. To yeah. learn something, right? Right. So the most important thing when you start that journey is first you wanna you you need to you want you need to to think that you have to learn new stuff and be open for everything. But the most important thing is get fun. Come to my place, you will train, you are in an environment that you see some Saturdays you come here on Saturday and there's people who doesn't come to train, mm -hmm. they come because they like to be there, they talk with their friends, and we are like a family. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. So first, 
when they come, I make I make them feel like they are in his second house, his second home. Okay. So they start coming because they have a good time, they enjoy it, and at the same time they learn. Because you know, sometimes it's hard, it's not easy the the martial artist lifestyle, you know? Right. The injuries, the pain, it's hard, <sighs> you get frustrated. Tell me. Yeah. Uh, sometimes we have to we have the, the knee swollen, the shoulders that you can lift the arm, but you keep going, right? Mm-hmm. And the people now it's not it's not than before. Right. Now they want everything fast, 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 fast. So I try to keep it in that way. You know, I learn them, I teach them little by little, but at the same time I, I make them have a good time. So they come to my place and with me or with my friends to enjoy and do something positive. At the end it's super positive, you know. And I have people like I have people who uh, doctors, lawyers. Uh, I have one of the guys that is the is is the the head of the of the Jackson Memorial in the emergency room, and that people have such a level of stress every day. Yes. So they come to train to release, you know. So say, yes. he tell me if I don't come here, I will be like most of my partners, my co- my friends that they are drinking, doing drugs, or going to the psychology. I prefer to come here, keep the bags, train with you, and release all the all the shit that we see every day, you know. Sure. So. Yeah. So it is a. It's 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 not only that you're learning self defense, but you're also relieving that stress. Right. It's making you healthier. Exactly. You know? Right. Uh, and then that way, you know, when you go home. You're beat, you're tired, uh, and you, you have a different perspective on life right, than you right, did before right. you walked in the door, right? Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. With, with you 100% exactly. on that. Um, with everything you've done, all the, the accolades that you have, the championships, everything like that, and, and from reading your background, uh, they came, it seems like everything happened pretty quick like right after each other you were just climbing fast you know and how how did you maintain a regime for that in training where you're you're kickboxing you're doing this you're becoming a, a champion here you're becoming a champion there but you continue to press forward and keep moving how did your body take care of that how did your mindset what kind of mindset did you have for that I first I keep going because I love it. I love it. I wake up every morning. I say, "Why?" I, I love what I do, mm-hmm. uh, and I feel great. You know, I'm I'm 45. I'm still moving and doing my things. And I don't know if you know, like four years ago, I had bilateral hip replacement. B- both my hips were gone. Really? So I have a. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I spent like a year and a half or two. Tony, no, you know, I, I was walking with clutches, uh, with with a walker. Uh, my my legs were destroyed, and they, everybody told me, "No, you are not gonna be able to pick anymore. You're not gonna be able to train anymore." I said, "You know what? Boing. There you go. I'm gonna do it." Yeah. So I went to different to different doctors. They told me, "No, you are too young. You are 40. You know the the." The prothesis doesn't last too much, last like last like a ten years. Mm-hmm. So in ten years you're gonna change it again, and sometimes the bus, the mass, the bone doesn't resist too many changes. So I know you can finish in a wheelchair. So I know that's not possible. It can be, and the pain was so much pain all day, pain, pain, pain. Mm-hmm. I was taking six, seven oxycodone a day. Wow. Uh, wow. Uh, 
that I say, no, no, no. So at the end, I found all the doctors sent me to see one doctor, William Burke, that is a sport medicine doctor, and he's the one who take care of the dolphins, the Miami Heat, all those guys. He do only hip and knee replacement. I told me, don't worry, I will put it like new. He put a new technology on my hips. Uh, the, the, the prosthesis lasts like 40, 50 years, so I'm going to die with the prosthesis. And at the end, he told me, after the surgery, he told me, okay, go, do whatever you want. If you want to fight again, go fight again. So it was great. And I move even better than before. <laughs> even better than when I was 25. That's good. So everything hurts now. Everything hurts over all my body, but not my hips. But <laughs> what happened? Before the surgery, I was super bad with pain, pain. But I didn't stop training. Mm-hmm. I trained. After surgery, I have to do therapy three times a week, plus my therapy at home. So I told my... My wife, okay, you know what? Put me in the car. That was four days after surgery. Lead me three miles away and, and leave. So for me, spent three hours walking in the street with a walker until I get home. But I keep training. Uh, and that's also the mentality that I had, like you asked, you asked me before, how I keep going, no? Because, I don't know, maybe my head is too hard. And that seed that I told you in the beginning, mm-hmm perseverance, self-control, yes. indomitable spirit, respect. So that's what we do, you know? So how I want to teach my people to fight, how I want to teach my people to be a better person, a great martial artist, if I don't do it for myself, mm-hmm. right? Right. So, and I think that I have, that's one of my, the motivations that I have. And my kids, you know, yesterday my kid is doing sushi, so I have a 12 years, I have four. Mm-hmm. But my 12 years old is doing sushi to... And boxing with my other coaches and my time with me and this and that. And he told me yesterday, super happy, bro, puppy, I'm going to do my first competition in two months. Oh, great. Yeah, I'm going to be like you. He told me, no? I'm going to be like you. I'm going to be a, an athlete, a martial artist like you. So, what better motivation than that? Right. And don't you reach a point that you don't do it for you. Do it for your people, for your kids, for your family. Yeah, absolutely. For the people who's watching you. Now, new students that come in and, you know, and you get all types, right? All shapes and sizes. Uh, you know, right. they, come, they come to see you because maybe something happened to them. Uh, right. Or, or, or they just want to train. They know about you. They want to train. When you're training them, do you teach them the survival mindset like you have? I mean, come on. Obviously, you have it because of, of what you've done when you had the surgeries and, and you, you pulled yourself up and out of that where, who knows, who, how many guys that are, were in your shoes at that time would have said, you know what, I'm done. I'm not going to do this anymore, right, right. right? So that survival mindset that you have, how do you, inst- how do you get that into your students' heads? I, I usually I, I I I tell them to watch and to see all the good things that they have, right? That they they have to be ready for the moment that if one day the shit hit the fan, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you have to learn how to react. Uh, you know that you can, Sean. You know, you know they better. You know this better than me. I was in the military too. I was in the military school in Argentina, on the Navy school for, uh, it's like uh, middle school from 13 to 
15 years old, 16 years old, I did three years on the Navy school. Mm-hmm. And after that, I do the service in Argentina when it was mandatory. And I was a pretty good shooter. I did all my stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I have all the skills with the fighting. I used to do my martial arts, all that stuff. But I was, when I was in the service, I was in the triple border in Argentina, Brazil, between Argentina, Brazil, and Paraguay. And this, all the, all the area with all the smugglers and drug dealers come, you know? Okay. So one day we were walking with my with my massage with, with my people, and the smugglers are shooting at us, right? Pa, 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 pa. So in that moment, all the things that I learned, all the things that I did, that I used to teach, all the techniques, all the shooting that I knew, gone. Ah, no. <laughs> Chaos, the mess. Yeah. So the people come to me and say, I want to learn how to fight. I want to learn self-defense. I want to learn, yeah. You're going to learn. You're going to learn the fundamentals. I'm going to teach you how to punch correctly. You have to do it a thousand times. How I teach them the, the fighting mentality? Fighting. So they have to get used to, to yeah. get punched in the face, to get punched in the liver. We are super cool when we train, little by little. We don't go that crazy. But with the moment, they, if they want to learn, really learn how to defense and have a fighting, fighting mentality, you have to fight. Right. You can... You can learn how to swim if you don't want to get wet, right? Right. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah. that's one of the things that I always, uh, not complain, but I don't like to see when they teach all the self-defense things. Yeah, you can do this, you can do that. And, uh, yeah, bro, when you are scared of shit and guy will come with a knife, that's the thing that you learn. It's not going to work. Mm-hmm. So uh, I try to do, uh, to teach them in the fighting mentality. I try to fight with them, show them how is the reality. And make them ready with the, at least you not know, have the, uh, an idea how to throw a punch and elbow correctly in case that they have to do some damage. I have a lot of women coming to me to learn self defense, you know, because every day is more complicated. Every day the men is more disrespectful with the woman, so they want to learn. Right. And it's, and it's crazy how much more, more women coming for learning how to, how to fight on the men eh, lately. Yeah. I mean, we're getting we're getting ready so to do. That's great. We're getting ready to do a women's course. I think we've got like 12, 15 people sign up already. You know, and but yeah. And I look at my classes when I'm running my classes, and I I think I've got more women in the class in my nightly that's classes great. than I do than I do that's, guys. You know, that's Which, great. Yeah, that's great. You know, so yeah, there's there's definitely a need for it for them because of the amount, like you said, the amount of disrespect that's coming out. And with that said, right. um, has any any of your students, either present or past, ever come to you and say, Diego or sir, what you taught me, I had an incident and it saved my life. Hmm. I, have, I, don't, I, don't know have it, I don't know if I have it here. No, I have it in my, in my I forgot it in my office. I will show you in the camera the email of the guy with the head broken here, all bleeding, uh, because three guys jumped on him, and one hit him with a with a piece of wood in the head, right? Mm-hmm. And he told me, "Thank for the things that you teach me. I was able to defend myself, generate some, some space, and survive of the attack of three guys." So yeah, more than once, more than one happened. Excellent. Um, and more, more than one, I have people come and tell me about, you know, when we talk about, uh, when we talk to them about 
uh, about the situation and awareness, right? The woman going around in the shopping mall and look around and they told me, yeah, I was walking and I remember what you told me and I'm knowing my phone and I'm walking around watching and I see two guys suspicious next to my next to my car. Mm-hmm. So I called the security guy. As soon as the security guy came, the guy ran away or something like that. You know? So that's things that yeah. you know, the people come to me and tell me that they're thankful about that. You know? That's excellent. Excellent. It's good feeling when you get that feedback. Yeah, it's know? great feeling. Makes great it worth feeling. it. Makes it all worth it at the end of the day, you know. Now, how about yourself? Hello. Have you have you ever encountered someone crazy enough that uh, they that they tried to hurt you and uh, you you had to use your skills to defend yourself? And how did that work? In out? Argentina, in Argentina, a couple of times, you know, when the people become stupid and the with a, or a car accident or different thing are you know over in those, on our country nothing happened you fight with the people in the street that you don't go to share nothing right so a couple of times ha- happened uh, and thank god I, I knew what i was doing so i was able to not survive but you know for get rid of the people mm-hmm. and here uh, you know we have that it's, it's, it's what I teach to my people too. Martial arts gives you like a state of confidence that when something happens, uh, you know, when the people come to you with attitude or whatever, so we are fighting all day in the gym, right? So we don't want to fight. Right. We don't want to fight. I don't have any, anything to prove. Right. So when you start talking with the people and they come with all the, whatever, and you start coming, whatever, I think that they feel when you are calm and you you look at them in the eye that you are not scared or whatever, something yeah, uh, you know your shit. Yes. So sometimes when you talk with the people in certain way and you are, they see that you are not shocking, and you are calm, you know, mm-hmm. you transfer that confidence that the thing de-escalate. So I used to be a, <laughs> I am, when I came here in 2003, I was doing several things, you know, to try to. Uh, survive and get money mm-hmm. to pay my bills and all that stuff. So I, I had my work during the day and at night I was teaching classes and I, I finished working like a security guy in Ocean Drive in a club named Teasers. I don't know if you remember that club. It was on Ocean Drive around 2004, 2005. Uh-huh. So I was at the door checking the VIP and all so a couple of times, the people start fighting inside or whatever. Some was some argue, hey, I want this motherfucker and this and that. So the other bouncers went to the guy and become a mess. With bottles flying, people punching each other, the chairs, all that stuff. So a couple of times I went to what, what happened? Why are you fighting? No, because this guy was looking my girl. So I took the guy, he said, bro, relax, let's talk with him, calm, take him apart. Listen, brother, you're coming to have a good time with your girlfriend. Why are you going to fight? The police are going to come. And that's it. Everything de-escalate. So, and I know my shit. I know how to fight. I know how to control people. I know how to take this down and do this stuff. But it wasn't necessary. Sometimes, you know, you talk, you come. And like I told you, for that sense of confidence, sometimes avoid to the thing escalate and get worse. Yeah. And it's always, you know, that sense of confidence, uh, choice speech that we use on that person on how to calm them down uh yeah you get better better outcome better outcome of course right 
And always, always tell my people and tell my, especially the girls that I give. Right? You, so, for example, you go at night, you go to a club or whatever, and you have to go to a place that doesn't look so safe. Think that you go inside. And I remove all the things that I teach you. You go inside in the same way? They say, no. No. So like I told you, all that fighting gives you a sense of confidence and at least, you know, uh, some awareness, a different thing that you start in fighting, you know, you have to read the people, you have to see how they move and all that stuff. Right. So in, you transfer that to regular life and you start learning uh, how to communicate with people, how the, if the people come to you to hurt you or only ask you for directions, I don't know. Mm -hmm. But it's, uh, it's great how the, the training and the teaching of the, the thing that we do and the talking helps the people to overcome different hard situation or difficult situation. Yes. Okay. Knockout zone. How did you develop the school? And yeah, how did you develop that school? And uh, what, I know your background helped bring it together, but what else kicked off in your head as to how you wanted to develop that school and how you wanted it to be built out? I, when I came here, I was in, in fighting shape, right? I was, I, like I told you, I was ready to go to Italy to fight for another title. Mm -hmm. So I couldn't find a place to train. Never. I went here, I went to different school and they teach all the uh, kickboxing. I went to all those classes. It was cardio kickboxing with the music, with the dancing and all right. that, thing, right? So I couldn't find a place to really train. That was 2003, around that. So I went to, I used to live on South Beach. I went to Flamingo Park. So when I can find a place, I'm gonna train myself. I I I, I invent the bag, I put it there, I'm moving, doing my shower rope. One day a guy came, hey, I like how you move, can I train with you? Yeah, come train. So he bring a friend, another friend. When I realized after two, three weeks, I have like a 20, 30 people running behind me on the park and I was teaching classes over there. And everybody, everybody give me 10, 15, wow. 15 bucks. <laughs> so uh Two, three months later, a guy, a guy from South Florida boxing, he was a trainer over there, Danny Hawk. He was opening Norman D. Shim on 79th Street. He's still working there. He's a great guy. So he told me, are you teaching with all these people? Do you want to teach on my place? He said, well, great. He's opening a, box, a boxing gym with bags, with ring, mm -hmm. and I couldn't find a place to train, so I want to train. I used to train people in Argentina too, but no, I want to do it here. So I started doing my classes. And be, I became kind of popular because it was hard, you know, it was really, I was really teaching how to fight. So after that, I got getting clients, clients, more clients, more clients, and I went, started working at the fight club, too. Okay. So I was doing great. So my personal training, my classes, I don't know how many clients a day, crazy. So one day, the guy from fight club kicked me out. I don't know why, after seven years, I don't know what's still, I don't know why. And I have a friend who has some money, and together we put all the savings that we have, and we opened the first scale zone, pretty close to the place where you came the other day, right? Okay. From Biscayne and 50. It was small, 3,000 square foot, mm -hmm. just a mat, some equipment, bags, and that's it. So it was doing good. It wasn't easy, but at least I was right. paying the bills. You know, when you open a new business, it's sure. So I, I get another... I another unit next to the gym, and another one, and another one, and keep growing, growing, growing. And my idea was something, you know, because everywhere, like I told you, was teaching cardio boxing, cardio boxing, and not too many places teaching good striking. So my idea was doing teaching the classes for everybody, for kids to woman, but 
really teaching how to do things correctly. So I did. Uh, I transferred the. I moved the shin for the one that you that you saw the other day, and and all the instructors that I bring, they are the same instructors since I opened. 17 years with the same instructor, with the guy from Taekwondo, Hugo Huerta, with Jorge Misión de Jiu-Jitsu, with Melissa Hernandez in boxing, that is seven times world champion in boxing. She fought like uh, two weeks ago for another WBC in Las Vegas. Uh, and each one of them, do the, the, we have the same mentality. We teach, we don't teach bullshit. We teach how to do the things, you know, mm -hmm. uh, correctly. So no matter if you are 57, 40 years old, we teach them in the same, not in the same way, but you know, the, the, the same mentality. Sure. Excellent. So that's the concept of knockout stone. Now, what's your mindset uh, on on fit to fight? About what? Being fit. Being fit? Being fit, being in shape to be able to withstand the altercation. Is it, I, think I think it's the... the most fundamental one, right? It's, 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 there is no way that sometimes, yeah, maybe you're lucky, but you need to be in kind of shape to 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 be able to defend yourself mm -hmm. or and take care of you and your and your people. Uh, be, be, be being able to run, being able to you know to to, to move away if someone grabs you. You need to some kind of even if you need technique. Strength is very important, you know. Mm -hmm. So being fit is crucial. It's, it's, I think it's the base of everything. The nutrition, being fit. Mm -hmm. uh, I think I always tell the people that the base of everything is the, it's the nutrition. You know, you have to eat correctly. You have to feel good, feel healthy. Uh, you can start drinking and smoking all day and try to do a martial art because it's not gonna work. Right. You can do it, mm -hmm. but you're not, you're gonna feel like shit. So you ha you have to feel good inside out. And the best way to do, to learn, to defend yourself, to learn martial arts, to any sport is having uh, a good uh, foundation in terms of nutrition, in terms of fitness, in terms of even, even mentality, how you see, how you see yourself, you know, your autoesteem go higher, you feel better, you feel great, you want to do more things. So I, the most important is the nutrition, the metabolic conditioning, you know, you have to be able to run, swing to ride a bicycle if you are mm -hmm. not able to do that thing how you how you think that you're going to defend yourself if, if you want to if you try to grab someone and lift him yeah it's going to be impossible so you have to do also some weight lifting and when you have all those things correctly you're going to be much better performing your your sport if you want to do sports or martial arts or whatever you want to do okay so what what for diego or, or something else or, or, or Sean, something else in mm -hmm. terms of fitness right mm -hmm. you are you are a guy, okay. You are not a martial artist. For example, you, mm -hmm. you are you are in a bank. You are a, a CEO of a company. Right. That look how you look, your posture, how you present yourself to the people, right? Right. You see a guy that you take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. You are an investor. You have a, a guy who manages the money of the people. Look at you. If you can take care of yourself and you look fat, ugly, this, uh, yeah. how are you going to take care of my business? How are you going to take care of my money? Right? Absolutely. If you can take care of yourself. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. So I think fitness is, is, is most, one of the most important things no? in yeah. terms of, of you because it's your health. Agreed. Agreed. How about uh, what type of program for somebody who's doing self-defense, somebody who wants to be a fighter, what type of program... 
should they look into for fitness? You know, I don't know if you get it. I get it a lot. Uh, I'll sign up for classes, but I got to get in shape first. You know, what, what does yeah, what does that yeah. mean? You know, and all so, the time. But all but, the people come and say, "Oh no, first I'm gonna spare, I'm gonna do a little bit of treadmill. So when I get in shape, I'm gonna I'm gonna do the Muay Thai or the Brazilian Jiu Jitsu class." Right. Yeah. So how? It's not gonna happen. They come in, they sign up for your classes. They want to get fit to to be able to defend themselves. They want to be maybe be get into competition to fight. Um, what type of program would you put them on for their fitness levels? In all the in all the classes that we have, we start uh, with the beginners little by little, right? But you know, we have a, in in the gym we have the, the two floors. The, the first floor with all the conditioning, the weight machines, and all the things that we do right. with Tony. Mm-hmm. And on the second floor, the fitness. But we talk, when we they can, most of the people come for the martial arts. So even in the martial art classes, you do the fitness part. You know, it's the conditioning, in boxing, you, know, you do the warm-up, you shop pro, but you put the back work and all that stuff. Even in Shushitsu, you do all the, all the warm-up drills on the floor and all that stuff. That helps a lot to start getting in fit little by little. Mm-hmm. But we always encourage the people to go downstairs, and we can give them programs for weightlifting, for conditioning. We also offer the boot camp and conditioning classes, uh, strength and fitness classes, that we mix all the way lifting with, with functional training, uh, we all kind of not crossfit, but you know all that all that movements that you do with, with your own body, like a pull, a push, all that stuff. Sure. So we you you grow your fitness foundation little by little mm-hmm. uh, in both floors, on the fitness area and in the fighting area. On the sure. second floor. Sure. That is how we carry uh, on. Yeah, because it's it really is it, it really is a twofold thing you know you've right. got to be you got to be in, in condition yeah, you right. got to do fight conditioning and also you need your strength up so you go downstairs you yes work out, yeah you know? super important uh, for, i always i always play around because you no know, the shit the way i have i have the, the two rings in, on the backs on mm-hmm. one side and the yeah. bat on the other even if i do sushi too and I, I am playing all the time with the guy from sushi to tell him hey why you don't come to this area and this and that but uh in Shushitsu, we always encourage the people to say, you know, Shushitsu is more like a technique and you don't use the strength too much. Mm-hmm. But I will instruct them, yeah, you need strength too, you know? Mm-hmm. An arm yeah. bar is super it's hard to defend and whatever, yeah. But if, you're, if, you're, if, it, if the strength is not important, go and do a choke to a gorilla or, go, <laughs> or try to do an arm bar to Tony Semanat. <laughs> Yeah. You do a number to fucking Tony Semanal, he lifts you like a, yeah. a bag of chip of potato and smash on the floor again. So you need strength too. So you need to work your strength and condition. Too. So uh, it's super important. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree. I agree 100%. So I want to do a little shift here. Okay. Um, the guitars in the back. You, yeah. You've been playing since you've been five. Right. Okay. Uh, how many bands have you been in? Professionally? Yeah, yeah, I played for, uh, I was touring here in <coughs> all, that thing that, all the things that I put in my head when I was a kid, it happened in my life. You know, the visualization, I didn't think about visualization. I would think, oh, I would love one day, I was watching Miami Vice in Argentina, oh, I would love to see, to live in Miami by day, boom, living in Miami. Oh, I was watching the, this is a, a show, SWAT, I don't know if it's the same name here, SWAT. 
Swat. from the 70s, 80s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, look those guys. I was in the military. Well, I would love to be one day over there and train with them. Well, I go to train with the guy from Hialeah, from the Swat from Hialeah. Yeah. <laughs> every once or every two weeks. Uh, I was playing. Oh, I would love to play around. I have a band in, in America. And I stay and go touring. Bro, I did it too. I play. Uh, I open for heavy metal bands like Moodbane. I open uh, for Nonpoint, that is band for mm-hmm. Florida, super famous. And I was touring all around in USA, in the bus, playing in New York, Atlanta, everywhere. So I, I was super lucky with all the things that I see and, I, and it happened in my life. Yeah, definitely. And it's uh, what it boils down to from what you're saying is you're chasing that dream. You get fixated right. on it and, and, you, and you focus on it. And you go after right, it, right, right. and you and you take it down. Uh, one and it happens, bro. If you do the thing, if you do the thing correctly, and you, you know, you help the people, everything come back to you in, in different ways. Yes. So the most important thing is that uh, do the things we love, help help everybody. And when you start talking with people and see and do and say to the people what you do. Uh, things come back and you know people uh, there's really good people all around the people say no and now the people say, you know you know you know what there's great people everywhere i i came here with, with nothing and i have a, a lot of people who helped me to introduce me to more people to help me to grow uh, to help me in my business so you know if you do the things correctly everything everything goes good that's perfect perfect all right man uh I want to come back and see you. What, brother? I want to come back and see you. Let me know. You know? Let me know next time. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll get your number now, so I'll text you, okay? And I'll let okay. you know when it's good for you, all right? I'll come down and spend some time with you, pick your brain, and uh, maybe we can do something. Okay. You know, maybe we can... You can... Of course. Let's do, a te- let's do a technique of the week with you. And you can... I want to learn something from you. I saw that leg sweep you did on that poor guy in the ring, and I... Uh, he was punching me in the face for 20 minutes. He deserved it. <laughs> he deserved it. That, Never that's, what I showed uh, you. That guy, that guy is, is Diplo. He's mm-hmm. a super famous DJ. But bro, at the top, eh? just the oh, beaver yeah. with all those people. Yeah. So he got once or twice a month to train. I said, bro, he's a super cool guy. Yeah, cool, cool. Yeah, super but cool I'd, like to, uh, I'd like to come down, have your legs sweep me, and... Uh... Maybe, maybe we could do Everything some Everything's going to happen. <laughs> I think so. For sure, bro. All right, brother. For sure, brother. It was great talking to you. And uh, how can uh, we you. get, how can our listeners get in touch with you and find your gym? How can they, how can they do this? Yeah, our webpage is chaosonusa, it's chaosonusa.com. Uh, we have all the information over there or on Instagram, chaoson, same thing, or de vera Diego. You have messaged me and I reply to everybody. I respond every any question or whatever people need, even if you're not from here. Excellent. Okay, man. All right. All right, brother. All right, brother. Thank Take you very much. Take care of yourself, buddy. All right, thank you. Take you care. Too.